Hey there, I'm Nanzea, and this is Market Scale Grow, a podcast created for ambitious teacherpreneurs looking to have a bigger impact on the world, achieve freedom, flexibility, and ultimately make more money. With weekly strategy sessions and inspiring stories from fellow teachers just like you, my goal here is to help you create a customized marketing strategy so you can grow your teacher business beyond your wildest dreams. Okay, so before we jump into the episode, I am super excited to share a brand new freebie with you. It's my targeting ideas for Facebook ads. If you've dabbled in Facebook ads or you've done them and you've tried them and you're just looking for some fresh inspiration for your audiences, this freebie is for you. I share my top Facebook ad targeting groups for you so that you can have inspiration and find those people that are perfect for what you have to offer. From warm audiences to cool lookalike audiences to cold interest-based audiences, I cover all three in this freebie. Head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash audiences to grab your copy today. Hello, hello, welcome to this week's inspiring story. Today I am talking with Chloe Taskoff, who is a video marketing specialist. She also has a TPT store that we talk about. So before we dive in, just a little bit about her. After teaching fourth grade reading in ELA for four years, Chloe decided to quit teaching when her daughter was born. She opened up a Teachers Pay Teacher store and accidentally slipped into video marketing, which if you know my story at all, I can totally relate to that accidentally finding the perfect niche for you. Anyway, from there, Chloe has built a business around showing in-action footage of TPT products for herself and other sellers. She specializes in messaging and marketing psychology, which she integrates into the videos. She currently lives in Michigan with her newborn son, her daughter, her husband, and their pug. I hope that you enjoy this conversation all about the wonderful pieces of teaching your businesses, the challenges, and how to truly embrace the journey. Let's dive in. Welcome to Market Scale Grow. Today I am chatting with Chloe. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am wonderful. So can you just tell everyone about who you are, where you're from, and if you are still in the classroom teaching. Yes. So I am not in the classroom anymore. I um, quit after I had my daughter. She was about um, eight months old or something like that. And the school I was at just, I mean, it wasn't very like um, breastfeeding friendly or I don't know, family friendly. I think we've all been there when we feel like we're viewed as an inconvenience, like when you have a family or something like that. So I just, I wasn't, I wasn't ready to keep going with that. So anyways, that I'm not in the classroom, but I did start a teacher's by teacher store. And then I kind of slipped into uh, video marketing for other TPT sellers products when one of my friends just kind of asked me to try it. So I did. And I, you know, just kind of kept going with it. 
Um, I've, you know, created a course and everything like that with it. So that's kind of where I'm at right now, just running this business along with my TBT store. And before when you were in the classroom, what did you teach? Oh, I taught fourth grade language arts and reading. Um, I'm also licensed in social studies. And I did teach one year in eighth grade for ELA. You don't look enthused about that. (laughs) I did like fourth grade better. (laughs) Me too. My first year was in grade eight as well. It was not my Oh, was it? How did you feel about it? Um, I now teach first grade. So I am as far away from eighth grade as I can possibly get. (laughs) Not my favorite. It is and not anything against, you know, middle school, but it's just, it's just something that only some people can do. And the same, I mean, same with elementary, it's the same yeah. thing. So I think fourth grade is like a really good middle ground for me. You know, they still like you, but you can have a conversation with them. And That's yeah. so true. You can't really have a conversation with firsties. Right. You're still kind of like, you know, they're just so young Mm -hmm. and they need help with everything and yeah so how do you like balance your tpg store and your video marketing business at this point so for about a year i was having a lot of trouble and up until recently i've actually had to just designate days to do tpt or do videos and it can be hard, which you know, because you have a store and, and you also have clients. It's like the clients bring in the immediate money. So it's it, you're just so much more tempted to keep, you know, your time there. But TPT is more like um, you're planting seeds and then it'll grow eventually. So yeah. Um, basically, yeah. So that's what I do. I Um, I've started to use certain days for TPT, certain days for video, usually Fridays, I'll finish up either videos that I didn't finish or, um, TPT products or whatever I need to do there. And having two small kids can sometimes, you know, get me behind or a little off track, but I try my best. Yeah. Cause your little one is like really little. So you're still balancing like a newborn almost. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Still in the newborn phase. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> still there. Eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're balancing that on top of these two different pieces of your business and a toddler. Yes. <laughs> it is definitely exhausting, but you know, it's just a phase. I hear, you know, people talk about how much easier it is once your kids, you know, kind of are like four or five and they can, you know, get cereal by themselves or whatever they need and, <laughs> and get dressed. But yeah. It's I'm definitely imagining my two-year-old trying to get cereal by himself. Right. <laughs> oh, it just resulted in way more work than it's necessary. Yeah. Then yeah, I yeah. I guess you'd have to know your kid pretty well. My de- my two year old could not do that. But <laughs> definitely not. But um yeah, it's definitely been a journey and like unexpected. I never ended up like thinking I would be here, but it's kind of like um, you know, I wanted to contribute to my family's finances and and TPT, you know, does that to an extent. But, you know, I found another way and it just kind of happened on accident. And I think that that kind of stuff happens to a lot of people where it just 
you know, maybe it wasn't what you imagined it would be, but, but you kind of like you're get, you're meeting the same goals, I guess, in a different way. Somebody once said to me of like leaning into it. Yes. So even though it's not what I expected, not what I quote unquote wanted, I like you lean into these things because they're working and then it just, it ends up being the right way, even if it wasn't even on your radar before. Definitely. And exactly. Like I had no idea. I didn't even know that you can make videos of TPT products. And um, actually, I mean, luckily for me, when I first started, no one was really doing it. So I, you know, I was kind of able to come out as a thought leader on it, which has definitely like helped boost, um, yeah. boost my businesses. So, and I, and even for my store, cause I'll make videos for my store and that helps significantly. So I'm glad that the two businesses kind of intertwine just like yours do. And you can use the skills for, for both of your businesses. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely makes sense. Um, so ha- looking back, what are some of the like big milestones or challenges that you faced in your TPT or not TPT, but your teacherpreneur journey? So I, I know a lot of people, they take courses. There are several courses out there for people to become virtual assistants or freelancers. And I did not even know about these courses and I didn't ever take a course on it. And so I was just like walking around in the dark with my eyes closed, basically trying to figure out what I was doing. I had no idea about taxes, no idea about contracts or how to, you know, deal with clients, how to deal with um, difficult clients, I guess I (laughs) can say, you know, how to run a freelance business because it's really not the same as your TPT store. It is much different um, and more hands-on. So there's definitely been that. Um, I think my biggest obstacle that I, I think I faced, it was kind of early on was when I was pricing extremely low and my husband would come home from work and I would be working like all night after having watched my daughter all day and then I wasn't spending time with them and I was barely making a profit, like barely because, you know, I'm charging 10 or $20 for videos. And I started to kind of become resentful and I knew it wasn't working. And that's when I actually hired a business coach and she made me raise my rates. And although I did have obviously a lot of clients kind of um, not, not hire me anymore because my rates were higher. I still had plenty of people hiring me and I was working less and making, you know, at that point more than I was teaching. So it's kind of getting past these obstacles and imposter syndrome. Like I'm a teacher. What am I doing? You know, <laughs> doing video editing and, and everything. So getting past that and I guess scaling is the right word. It's scaling is definitely the biggest mindset block I think I've, I've dealt with. For the pricing specifically, if there's other people, and I say if, but there's definitely other people who are struggling with that. What's some like mindset advice that you have around getting over that hump of pricing your services or pricing? Yeah, your really your services, what you're worth. 
you really have to think about what you want. And I know people are in different situations. Some people have older kids. Some people don't have any kids. But you have to get serious almost about boundaries. And it's kind of something that I... I feel like people don't really put boundaries and pricing, you know, together when they're talking about the two things, but um, boundaries of people, you know, not having such cheap access, you know, to your labor, because if you are doing really good work and getting results, and especially if you're one of the more well-known people um, in your niche or whatever, like, um, like that, you just have to realize that you are making money for them. I was actually listening to a podcast. I forget what one it was, but they said something like, it was a copywriter. He said, if a company hires me and they're going to make $5 million off of what I'm writing for them right now, I can charge them $20,000 for this, which is, that's like grand scale, you know, grand scale of, of money right there. But you you just have to i was lacking boundaries with people by do, you know overbooking myself and not spending time with my family and not charging enough um it's really kind of just stepping into your own power and what you want i mean how much do you want to make per month if it's $3000 you could do that by creating you know 500 videos for people at $10 or whatever you know um or that, or you could provide really good services and um, that, you know, that really get results for people and have three clients at a thousand dollars. So it's just kind of evaluating that type of thing. And I actually did a, a business program that really helped me with this um, in last June. And I think that's kind of what really got me over the pricing hump. But other than that, you just got to do it. I know it's scary. It's, it's really scary. I don't think I'd ever like put that connection together of the boundaries with it, but you're so right in what you're saying. And I think another part of that boundary piece is people who are looking, I found in my personal experience, looking to pay those lower prices are at a point in their business or personally have a mindset where they want, want, want for less, less, less. And the clients that I have that are paying, and this is not a hundred percent accurate, but my clients that are paying more or who have paid more have been more respectful of my time and my expertise and my, my position and trust me because they're at a point in their business where they're able to truly afford what they're paying for. And they're not just like trying to afford it, if that makes sense. And that's like, kind of like, you know, air quotes, unpopular opinion, because I feel like we're always told hire out, you know, hire somebody, but you can't hire, you know, if you can't afford it, you can't hire somebody. And and the people who are going to get your results, they are probably going to be charging more. And I actually, um, here's just the thing. It's kind of a money mindset. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're somebody who, you know, your business is going, you're, you earn four to five figures per month or more, 
then you're willing and you know, I guess you're willing to let go of money a bit more easily than somebody who's constantly working hard for it. Then, you know, then they're not wanting to give the money away. And of course we've all been there. We've all been teachers. <laughs> so that's kind of what I call the teacher lack mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really hard. It's really hard to get over. And sometimes I find myself in it sometimes because you're just not expecting to ever have money or make money in that teacher mindset. You're just, you know what I mean? It's it's kind of hard to explain, but. No, a hundred percent. I, the other day stumbled on a Facebook ad that was selling me a, like one of those little mini courses. It was $27 or something like that. And I truly felt like this thing was talking directly to me. And I actually had the thought of, as I was putting in my credit card information without even thinking about it, like, this is perfect for me. I'm buying it. I have the money in my account, but I had the thought of six months ago, a year ago, I would have hummed and hawed about this at $27 because I was at such a place in my business where the the money wasn't. And I just when you're ready and when the money is there and when you're at a position where you can afford these things, it should be that easy <laughs> of like, yeah. yes, I can afford this. I'm going to do it and it'll help my business. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying you shouldn't hire before you're there, but there's, there's this feeling of like, there's, it just felt different for, it was one of the first purchases I've made that I didn't even like think twice. And I'm like, I hope all of my future business purchases are this easy of like, I can just do it. Yes. And I don't have to think about it because I can afford it and I'm cape, right? So I've definitely been in that that lack mindset. And I, I think that that was just a moment of I'm on a different, at least for that purchase, a different side of the, the coin at that point. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we I just remember multiple times when I was teaching, um, trying to find money on the floor of my car just to get a gas station coffee, you know, Uh, and here in Ohio, in the United States, it's just in many districts, you, you know, I was making, I think 24,000 after, after everything. Cause it was, yeah, it was about a thousand bucks each paycheck twice a month. So, you know, it's trying to just, I had a master's degree too, by the way. Um, and just trying to get by with, with that kind of stuff. So it is, it's hard to let go, but you can't assume if you're providing good value and you're a service provider. So I'm not necessarily talking to like TPT sellers here, but if you are a service pr- provider, you can't assume that the people wanting to hire you have a lack mindset, right? You have to, you can't assume that they do. They could be totally ready to, to hire you at whatever you actually are worth. I would like to mention, and this, you may disagree with me and feel free to, but um, I think that there is some value of when you're first starting your service, your prices may be lower because you don't have the experience and you don't have the testimonials and you don't have anything, right? You're just starting out. And I think that the issue might be getting stuck there and not increasing your prices as you gain experience and increasing those prices as you do have like case studies and reviews and clients that are like satisfied with your work. Now, if you have clients that are dissatisfied, maybe stay at your lower price and figure out what's not working. But I I don't want to discourage anyone 
who is listening and like just starting out and wanting to charge $10 a video or whatever it may be, because they feel like you don't have the experience. Just, I want to just say like, please don't get stuck there. Yes. No, I totally agree with you. Um, I guess I should have clarified. I'm kind of more talking to the people who have been doing this and you do Mm -hmm. have client testimonials and, and you do have that experience. But if, I mean, if you only have one client or you're, you know, just getting into this type of work, you are going to have to price yourself a little lower until you have that proof, that social proof. And that's going to kind of um, build up obviously, but when you are priced lower, you're going to get hired more. Yeah. Especially in our, in our niche, you know, because um, you can kind of just put up a post and say, in a Facebook group, Hey, I'm offering this for this much. If if you're willing to give me a testimonial, then let's do it. <laughs> so, yeah. so yes. And then getting past being stuck there. Cause that's where I was. I was stuck there at those really low prices. And I, I really needed somebody to push me out of it, which is why I hired a business coach. <laughs> yeah. I've hired a business coach too. Some of the best money I've ever spent in my business. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. For sure. If you get the right one, it's like, it's going to change your business completely. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Total change of topics. You also have a course. Yes. What made you decide to make a course? How did you decide what you were going to do it on? Tell me all about that. Yes. Um, Actually, the course is just to, to teach people how to make their own videos and a lot of possible um, like virtual assistants actually take the course if they want to offer the service because then it teaches them how to do it and you know to a high quality and what got me thinking about the course was James Wedmore um, he is like I mean he's one of the gurus I took his business by design and I had been um, listening to his podcast and stuff like that and it teaches you how to create these courses and launch them And I kind of sat on it. It was really good for my mindset work. And I kind of sat on it. And then some of my friends who actually are established TPT sellers, they were like, you know what? We just had the conference because it was July and everyone is trying to do videos. Like it's time. It's time for you to, to do it now. So I just created a course on how to create videos and, and it's been, um, really well received. I think it's just, I'm thinking about making it evergreen because if we're going to kind of go into the course thing, it's like launching can be so exhausting. So, well, I'm with a baby. I wouldn't want to be launching with a little one. Oh yes. Unpredictable. It, Wait, I'm too unpredictable. Oh, for sure. I, the last time I launched was when I was like eight, no, nine months pregnant. And it was fine, but I was exhausted. So next time I launch, hopefully I'll, I'll be able to, you know, be more energetic in everything and, and be able to balance my time better. But I definitely recommend, or recommend if you want to make a course and you, you feel you have value in everything, like that's a good way to go. Absolutely. I agree. So how do you market your, let's start with your TPT store. How do you market yes. your TPT store? So I was, I, I had an Instagram and I was using videos and I had a Facebook group, not group, a Facebook page, which, you know, is fine. Um, 
Pinterest is definitely the largest bringer of traffic <laughs> besides TPT itself. So I'm really utilizing video pins was great. That really boosted, you know, my monthly sales and traffic. But I have stopped, honestly, advertising my store so much because I've just been so busy. Um, but I do know that people are doing, you know, the Instagram reels, the Pinterest stories. Is that not stories? Idea pins. Idea that Yes. The idea pins. Mm -hmm. So if you want to know more about that, people who are listening, listen to my episode with Char Chelsea Hall. Oh, yeah. I love Chelsea. Yes. Chelsea's one of my, my friends. She's, she's great. So, um, so there's that, but then video marketing. I mean, I, I have done Facebook ads actually with you. I don't have them on right now. Um, so I've had Facebook ads. We did those for your course. Correct. That was just actually for the course. Yes. So I've used Facebook ads. I promote in the Facebook groups, I guess, for TPT sellers. I do have an email list now that is big enough for me to advertise or promote to if I want to. Um, I try not to do that, you know, like all the time. <laughs> but <laughs> um, and Instagram, Instagram, I mean, has been huge for that, that part of things. It's just makes you more accessible to people. Absolutely. Yeah. And I can, yeah, I can show, you know, Hey, here's behind the scenes. Oh, and I do have my own Facebook group. I need to get more active in there, but there's maybe close to a thousand people in there. Um, so yeah, just kind of getting back on the horse with all of that, but those are really the main places I'm advertising or promoting. And would you say that Instagram is like the, the biggest one for you at this point, or would it be Facebook groups? Just trying um, Facebook groups is probably the biggest for videos, just because people are seeking, you know, things out there or, Hey, I need this person to do this. Um, but Instagram, I have gotten a lot of business off Instagram. People DM me cause they can, you know, I'll show how I do things and they're curious and, <laughs> you know, making myself that expert on Instagram has been really helpful. Yeah. And actually I'm, I'm trying to help right now other people realize, you know, once you become that expert, I guess up, not up leveling, but making yourself known as knowing what you're doing, you know, you know what you're doing so people can trust you to um, do the service. Yep. Um, and then, okay. Rapid fire. What is your favorite social media platform? I was going to say either personally or for your business is fine. Okay. Cause I was going to say, I'd have to say TikTok for sure. I don't use it for business though. I've heard it's like a time suck. It, the algorithm is so good at getting you drawn in. I actually had to delete it. I haven't watched it in a while. And then I like re-downloaded it the other day and I was, I was on it for way too long. So you just can't, you know, <laughs> it is a time Never been suck. on it before. I recommend just don't do it. Just, <laughs> just don't. It's your favorite. And you're saying don't, I like that. <laughs> don't get that. Yeah, it's, it's too addicting. And then your favorite tool or software for your business. So I love, love Final Cut Pro, which is me just, I'm a video editor. So that's what I use for video and everything like that. But I think more on a general scale, I would have to say Tailwind because yeah. it makes automating things so easy for TPT 
and I don't use it for video, but, um, you know, automating your pins and then it's not really collaborating, but it is like when you're in tribes, you can, people can grab your pin and you can, you know, repin there. So I just think it's a really good tool. At least it was until the algorithm changes. I haven't really checked into all of that recently, <laughs> but I just would love to see the behind the scenes of Pinterest and YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. And just, I want to know how big the algorithm team is because there's got to be a team of people that are like, <laughs> their whole job is to just sit there and tinker with the algorithm. And uh, how do we change this up so that like nobody can figure it out and that it keeps people on the platform and this. And like, I just would love to be a fly on the wall for one of their algorithm meetings. Oh, me too. And Teachers Pay Teachers is like that too. No one knows. Point, yeah. <laughs> they all are. All of them. Yeah. They're all like that. So they all have their little algorithm things. And I just would love to hear the conversation of, well, if we add this little piece of code in, then it would make this happen. But what about what? Such a nerdy moment of mine. But <laughs> oh, no. I t- totally agree. Switching up the keywords, you know, S, you know, it's just. Yeah. Or like TPT went through this a while back where they, I think they realized people were keyword stuffing and they're like, we have to change your algorithm so that you can't do that anymore. So like trying to figure out how to, anyway, I just think it would be so fascinating to hear, to sit in on one of those conversations. Oh, I agree. Okay. And last question, what advice would you give for someone who's just starting out on their teacherpreneur journey? I would say that you need to find something that you actually like to do. Sorry, I didn't laugh. It's such, it's so good though. It's, it's so good. It's such good advice. Literally. And, and, and you know, whether you go the, the store route, you know, you need to like making products. I mean, that's just it. You have to like making curriculum and making good curriculum, like high quality. It needs to be high quality. And if you're a service provider, you don't want to be stuck doing stuff you don't want to do. And I know some people, I see it all the time. They say, oh, I can write blog posts and I can also do your social media and I'll do Pinterest for you. And while that's really convenient, you're not going to like doing all those things and no one can be an expert in all of those things. So if you really do want to make money doing you know, the virtual assistant stuff, you kind of do need to find a specialization that you can prove to people you're good at and that you can keep up with and that you're an expert with. Uh, of course, you have to keep up with all the platforms. I do video, so I still need to know what Pinterest wants from their video pins. But I don't have to, you know, we mentioned Chelsea. I don't have to be like Chelsea where I'm constantly trying to keep up with Pinterest, you know, the finer details. So I would just say that. Find something you actually like to do, and then you're going to be successful. You're not going to be successful if you don't like doing it or if you try to do too many things. And I'm just going to add on to that of, I liked TPT. I did, but there was always like just something there, like fine sandpaper almost of like, it just wasn't a smooth ride. And it, I was always like fighting myself to do not create the products. I had no problem, especially when I found boom cards. I really, really enjoyed that. But all the other stuff, I was always like fighting myself to make the covers and the good previews and the thumbnails and to market it. And it was always just like I was hitting wall and wall and wall. Then when I shifted my business to the Facebook ads, 
there was like just this ease of, and it just felt right. And so if you are hitting wall against wall against wall, I know, and this is that unpopular opinion again, there is this feeling that that's imposter syndrome, but maybe it just isn't the right spot for you. Because looking back, I very frequently said I was hitting imposter syndrome with my TPT store. And now looking back, it just wasn't the right spot for me. I was not happy as a TPT author. Like I, I, like I said, I love making boom cards, but all of the things that go with a store wasn't for me. So there is a level of ease when you find the right place that you should be. Yes, exactly. And not to sound a certain way, but you see those, you know, huge sellers making, you know, tons of money and most of them or a lot of them, I can't say most, a lot of them do have a team that does that stuff for them, for them. So you, you shouldn't feel like, um, you, you know, how that it's so hard because people really aren't doing it all themselves. People who are really, you know, making a lot of money and everything. So, um, I mean, they have full teams to do all that sort of stuff, even make curriculum at some point. So don't be so hard on yourself. Yes. Like you said, you were thinking about imposter syndrome or whatever, but um, it's good you've ended up in Facebook ads and you enjoy it and you don't dread doing it every day. And don't get me wrong. Imposter syndrome is a real thing. And I think that we need to allow ourselves to push past imposter syndrome. But for me in that situation, I was calling something that wasn't imposter syndrome. It was like a an actual dislike of what I was doing. I was calling that imposter syndrome because that's like the popular thing. And it's, it's like cliche, not cliche. It's just, it's overused. I think it's also, that's also not the word I'm looking for, but it's just easy and people understand it. And when you say, Oh, it's imposter syndrome, like people get it, but in retrospect, I just wasn't in the right spot. And I'm glad, like I said earlier in the episode, I'm glad I leaned into what did feel right. And what I was able to like go through with ease and to enjoy. Definitely for sure. And I totally agree with that. And actually like videos right now, um, I enjoy them, but there's parts I don't enjoy. And I'm actually starting to outsource those parts because um, like, I really dislike prep, (laughs) like prepping products. (laughs) So I, you know, I'm starting to maybe try to find subcontractors or employees that actually do the filming. And then I just do all of the editing and put it together. So, um, to get to that point consistently, I don't know if that'll be soon, but it's something that I want to take off my plate at this point, you know? So like I said, find what you want to do, what you like to do. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on this episode. We had a couple of like serious rants that just happened. (laughs) Yes, we did. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. If anyone would like to find you, where should they go? So my video marketing Instagram is literally at video marketing TPT. So video marketing TPT, that's it. And that's probably the easiest place to find me. Um, Otherwise, my website is hello.chloetaskoff.com. Perfect. I will have both of those linked in the show notes. Thank you again. Yeah, thanks so much. It was so much fun. Nice talking to you again.
Thank you for listening to this week's inspiring story. If you'd like to share your story with us, then head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash journey and complete the quick application form. Then head to our community at marketscalegrow.com forward slash community so you can join our group of inspiring teacherpreneurs who are working on growing and scaling their businesses too. See you soon.